0: All right, hey everybody! Thank you for joining us this week. It is week number four on Unraveled with Matt and Lisa. I am Matt, obviously, and she is Lisa. Hey,
1: glad to be here. <laughs> glad you're here with us. That's right. Thanks for joining us.
0: Yes, and we have just uh, we've enjoyed this so far. Thank you for following us on all the different platforms you're on, whether it's Facebook, YouTube, or on our video platforms, obviously, but our audio platforms, Spotify, Apple music, Amazon and Google podcasts. So yeah, thank you guys for just being a part of this. And we love hearing, uh, some of you even sharing your stories, some of you, uh, just the encouragement you've given us and how maybe we've encouraged you as well through our, our walks in life. As we unravel the mysteries of family, (laughs) marriage, ministry, And all the things in the world that just need unraveling sometimes, right?
1: That's it. And there's
0: a lot of things in the world.
1: A lot, yes. So, yes... Thank you for following us. We want to make sure that you actually click follow if you haven't done so already so that you get notifications whenever we upload something new. Mm. And we also really encourage you guys to share uh, either the, the video you're watching right now or if you're listening on one of the podcasts that you share those podcasts, especially if you know somebody that that would benefit that could learn from anything that could be encouraged by something. And so please share, like, comment, save, whatever, <laughs> Yeah, download all the things. Back to all Take the things. Take it with you. Take it with you everywhere you go. Well, you know, we can uh, get you to and from work. Sure. You can sure. be riding with us.
0: On those uh, angry drives sometimes, for sure. Yeah. Because they are. They can be. They can be pretty angry. <laughs> it's nice to have something Which uh, If you're positive. driving, yes. Yeah, whatever. I don't even want to talk about that. That's going to be on a different show, for sure.
1: I think that should be. An in- that would be <laughs> Anger an management. show. Anger management while in the car.
0: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> But no, just, uh, it's, it's nice to just have something positive and peaceful, you know, hitting your ears uh, while you're either driving or just out on a walk or just sitting in bed or whatever. So, yeah, yeah we, we are glad to be, again, doing this. And uh, thank you for your encouragement, helping us move forward each and every week with that. So,
1: so before we dive in, though, I okay. have to share a story okay. about something that happened to is. us. And so Matt and I, um, our family has been working really hard on our budget and working to be more conservative especially when it comes to eating out. And so we had decided a couple weeks ago that we so Fridays are typically our date days. Uh we highly believe in dating your spouse and so Fridays we are both off and only your spouse. Only right. your spouse. <laughs> Only our spouse. Um, but we we love to spend our Fridays, especially since our kids are in school, so we spend our Fridays going out on a date. And so whatever that looks like, sometimes it's lunch, sometimes it's Costco. I mean, it <laughs> doesn't really matter. It's
0: super romantic getting Costco but you it's, know, yeah. samples.
1: But yeah. it's more of that time that we spend together just laughing and talking and interacting with one another, with that being our soul and, you know, Intention of, of just being intentional with one another, and so we decided to go out to lunch, even though we were trying not to go out to lunch. We decided to go out to lunch, and we decided that sushi was just
0: calling our names. It was, that day. It, it, was, really was. it was, it, it was. We needed some
1: sushi. Hey, we will take it anytime. It,
0: it's one of those things if you know, you know, you it's do. Just, if you love sushi, it, it just always,
1: and if not, always calling
0: always beckoning,
1: we will be happy. You could take us. We'll we'll be happy to take you and let you try our favorites as well. But so we decided to go out and have lunch. And while we were having lunch, we decided our topic would be things we want to talk to you guys about. Things we want to share. Things we want to unravel with you. And so we spent our lunch just talking and interacting and um, plotting, I guess, what was going to be uh, the future of our podcast. And so when all was said and done, our waitress came over to us. And it, you know we're waiting for a bill, and she said, "Your bill's been paid, and somebody had anonymously paid for our lunch, and so we Where's both the with their tip yeah, with, yeah like paid yeah. for everything and um so we sat there completely stunned. Matt looks at me and says, "'Do you know anybody in the restaurant and <laughs> it's I' the
0: awkward like look around you know?
1: <laughs> uh. I glanced around and I <clears throat> didn't see anybody I knew. But what we did know was that we were tremendously blessed that day. And it was, you know, such a... a a huge thing for us that yet again, God just blew our socks off. We walked back to the car, just completely stunned by that blessing. And so to the person, if you're listening, whoever bought our lunch, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, That was such a huge blessing. And especially as we were just talking about this podcast and that that was the blessing that came from it. And, um, you blew our minds. We we were definitely stunned. And so mm-hmm. it was just a super cool thing that happened to us that I wanted to share with you guys because <laughs> I'm still pretty shocked by it, to be honest. Yeah.
0: I was, too. Just walking out of there, we're, we're walking back to the car, looking at each other like, uh, 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 uh Yeah.
1: You know. <laughs> Yeah, even our waitress, she was like, "Have a great day!" And, and I, like, we just sat there staring at her, like, "Wait, what?" Because
0: well, huh? I mean, because naturally, your reaction is you want to go thank yeah. somebody. It's like so we're we're kind of just you know scanning over the crowd without trying to make eye contact with people. Uh, somebody <laughs> it obviously was really knew busy. us. Yeah, it's a it was a busy busy time at the restaurant, of course, and and uh, yeah. of course you want to go say thank you, but you know, so we kind of awkwardly just we're looking. Over our shoulders as we were walking out the front door, trying to (laughs) trying to find a familiar face. So, but uh,
1: but God didn't want us to know who it was, and so whoever um, stepped out of their comfort zone, whoever blessed us, um,
0: double double back on you.
1: That's what we're saying. Yeah, it it was incredible. Thank you, thank you you for that. So, uh, yeah, super amazing. Yes, just you know, one more of those (laughs) those things we get to share with you guys about God's goodness and His faithfulness, and and we got to just see that. Just a couple weeks ago, so it was—it's was mm-hmm. amazing. So today, today we figured we're going to dive a little deeper into parenting and a little what, bounce
0: off of last week, yeah. kind of as we were talking about Emma with, you know, being diagnosed with cystic fibrosis and how that affected us as parents. Um, part of that, you know, journey we want to talk about today was what it looks like for you know Ava and Abby, her her siblings, and how. Yeah. Uh, that affected them and how that affected us in parenting them differently or giving the extra attention or, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to, to keep them, keep their minds and hearts busy while things were always happening in, you know, children's hospitals Mm -hmm. that you were staying in. So there was a lot, I mean, a lot over the last, uh, 10, 12 years that, yeah, you know,
1: it's all a blur. Uh, on it really one is. Hand. <laughs> yeah, it kind
0: of is a blur, but the more we talk, we start talking about it on the yeah. show, you know, and it, it kind of pulls it out. So
1: yeah, and the more that we yeah. talk about it after the show, and we're you know digging deeper even in internally with us, we start remembering other things that have happened and popped up. So yeah. So when Emma was diagnosed, she was eighteen months old, and Abby was two, mm-hmm. no four. She was almost four. I think about that.
0: Yeah. Almost four.
1: Yeah, she was almost four, <laughs> and so she was just a little thing herself. And now she had mom and dad who were gone, um, trying to deal with everything going on with Emma. That first hospital stay was—we were only there six days, but she uh, was with my mom, and so she hung out with with her me mom. Mm-hmm. And we were just trying to make sense of everything. And so she was just incredibly young. Yeah. And one of the, the CF families that we talked about last week, uh, the mom of, of that CFer called me. And she actually called me while I was sitting in that same garden that I, I talked about last week. And she said to me, if you hear nothing that anybody ever says to you, hear this, treat Abby the same way. And that was huge for me because I remember thinking, "How on earth are we supposed to treat yeah, Abby yeah. the same way when you have a child with a terminal illness?" Mm-hmm. And how 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 do you make that well, happen? It
0: demands so much attention so and time yeah. and schedules mm-hmm. and you know different uh, regimens of medicine and all kinds of things. For sure, that's 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 almost one of the biggest challenges you know i think at that time that we were ever given Mm -hmm. is okay great we won't treat her so how do we do that so how do you do that how do you
1: balance that and you know i remember us going home after we finally kind of wrapped our heads around all of this and thinking about that don't treat abby any differently and trying to process okay what does that look like and so abby began her journey of being becoming a true big sister and so abby we made her responsible for emma's treatments her vest Mm -hmm. treatment time and so as a little little lady her job was to help get emma buckled up in her little pink vest and to hit start she got to start everything Mm -hmm. her actions were what would keep emma healthy and that's what we shared that's how we kind of made this a family affair is that we had abby basically be the leader of the pack when it came to Emma's treatments and so yeah. she got the authority to start her treatments and also the ownership of that so that's kind of where it all started
0: mm-hmm. yeah holding on the the nebulizer you know on Emma's face mm-hmm. at the time too because mm-hmm. Emma wasn't fond of the strap going around her head to hold it there yeah, by it itself so <laughs> yeah so Abby you know got the holding on her face if Abby wasn't doing it doing it obviously one of us were mm-hmm. but but, uh, it but was we just, all yeah. sat there together as a yeah. family. Yeah. So
1: it wasn't – that was the other thing I think that was huge was that we didn't isolate Emma or Abby yeah. during that time period. It was – this was a family affair. We're doing this together as a family, and so we're all in. And uh, Abby took some ownership of that, and we let her – Um, Help like bring over some of Emma's medicine to the table and like help us with those kind of things. And then when Emma would be in the hospital, Emma, we, I would go to the Dollar Tree the, you know, day or two before that, if we knew, and I'd leave gifts for her that came from Emma. And so Emma would leave her a special gift basically every day that she was gone. Uh, And so we would always do something like that. And then when we got home, it was a really big day when we finally got home from the hospital. The day after we got home was Abby's day. And so anything that Abby wanted to do, we would do. And so I remember one of the first, you know, days that we did this, Abby, we finally are home and she wanted to go and she wanted peaches and popcorn at the park and I was like, are you learning letter P this week? <laughs> like, what is going on? Preschool. But um, that is what we did. And we, we packed up a, a lunch of popcorn and peaches. And we went to the park. And we just sat and had that time together. You came and joined us during your lunch break. Okay. And um, it was just something that was super special. But it also made her realize that even though our time was spent, you know, my time at that, during that time, because you were home with Abby, my time was spent dealing with emma in the hospital uh when we got home that next day was all about her and it was how special she is and what she wanted to do it was like a yes day for abby and so that was kind of how we navigated those early early years you got to spend a lot of time alone with her during that time period so how was that as a dad, having to feel a lot like a single dad during that time period in a lot of ways, because it was just you and her. Uh, I know, like my mom stepped in a lot to help when yeah, you had work. Yeah, I think that's
0: what I, I need to note too. That you know, when when this first started happening, it was a little bit of a shock in my schedule because I was working early mornings into later afternoons uh, in parks mm-hmm. maintenance and so parks and rec maintenance, and so it was hard for me to navigate that at first and so lisa's mom debbie helped you know she would just take abby during the week pretty much and i would get her on the weekends kind of felt like a A creepy custody (laughs) battle with my mother-in-law i'm coming coming over the weekends to get my daughter but uh yeah so that's kind of how it happened at first but as you know the cool thing too about where we were at, where I was at at the time with work, uh, was there was also preschool there. Mm -hmm. And so getting Abby involved in the preschool with her cousin, Brayden, was just huge Mm -hmm. as well. And so it just, uh, it was important for us, I mean, obviously, too, to not not wreck her schedule, you know, to keep the normal schedule. It's like, hey, life's going on. Dad's working, Mom and Emma are at the hospital, but you're you're still going to go to school like normal each and every day. And when we get home, um, you know, it was just, if we if i didn't run abby to mcdonald's for chicken nuggets and fries <laughs> you know then i would just again it was always just giving her all the attention i could you know yeah. and when a lot of times i wanted to go home and just crash or uh, long day in the sun or something. I just wanted to veg on the couch, watch movies. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, you know, she would just jump on the couch with me and we'd curl up and watch Barbie movies. Yes. Or we'd watch Elmo's, <laughs> Elmo's Potty Time. That
1: was that was P-O-T-T-Y, a one. P-O-T-T-Y, yeah, Almost yeah.
0: Potty Time. So that was just constant, these normal movies that were so much of, of <laughs> our daughter's childhood, um, Little Einsteins. We still yeah, laugh about them yeah. to
1: this day, so it's still something that is part of our everyday life, yeah, even so, though she's 18. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think for me... Um, and it, it had to take a lot of work on my part as a man and as a husband, um, and as a father to really pay attention and be intentional about it. Because mm-hmm. my intentions again were to come home and just, you know, let it all go for the evening. You know, lay lay on the couch, relax, do something that was all about me, all about yeah. what makes me feel better, what makes me feel more comfortable. But I also knew I had a, you know, a four or five <laughs> year old that was very much in need of my attention and my mm-hmm. focus. And so that was that was the important thing for mm-hmm. sure was to just base my evenings around her until her bedtime, you know, and then that would give me another hour or two just yeah. to to kind of unwind and decompress yourself. Decompress. <laughs> decompress from the compressing day yeah. of working in the sun or something like that. So yeah, it was man, just such a as we talk about it, again, it's such a such a weird time. There is a little bit of fuzziness there, but as we mm-hmm. talk about it's like I, I really now remember how what an emotional time that was for for us as we were experiencing so much newness and even between lisa and i having to Mm -hmm. spend so much time apart Mm -hmm. and i know it was killing her just miserably she'd call me crying every night just like i can't live without you and (laughs) okay she didn't do that it it
1: was it (laughs) was
0: And we didn't have FaceTime at the time. No,
1: Zoom, I know. None of that existed. Zoom wasn't a
0: thing. I think um, video was kind of starting to come Skype up. Skype
1: was like Skype yeah. came in at some point yeah. in time with when we were in the hospital and we finally got to have that. But yeah, it was incredibly difficult. We were so fortunate that we had my mom close by and we had Matt, we had your sister. Yeah. So Danielle also paid, played a huge role in helping to be present when I couldn't. And so Abby was incredibly lucky to have both of them surround her and, you know, other friends that kind of would help out here and there when Mm -hmm. we needed them. And so we were so beyond blessed with that support system that we had within our own family. And so we're very grateful for that. Um, Our family dropped anything and everything to be right beside us when we needed them the most. And so they carried a lot of the weight of – what we were dealing with as parents and helping us parent well and helping us navigate through that road. And for any of you who have gone through something that's incredibly challenging, where you're trying to balance two children or three children and trying to do that the right way or trying to even if it's down to you have a spouse that travels all the time and so they're gone and you're you know alone with your children and trying to balance those things it's the incredible part is when people come beside you and they say we're here to to be you know here and help and and be involved and to make this easier and to lighten that burden. And so if you're in that kind of a situation and you have people coming around you to say, I will be here for you, take them up on it. (laughs) Don't number one, don't rob them of the blessings to be honest. Um, You know, I know I'd love, we need to bring my mom on one day. And have her talk about like her involvement and um that, what that looked like from, you know, a grandma's perspective as well. But the blessings that came just to her and her life to be able to be involved and be present and, you know, take Abby and they drive up and, you know, come and spend the day at the hospital with us so that we could all be together. And those kind of things that were so instrumental, the blessings that came on those who stepped up and stepped in and helped us in our absence made all the difference in the world and Mm -hmm. so we're we're so grateful for them and uh, it was definitely challenging and then then we find out we're having Ava
0: yeah I I think you you said number one there but I think a number two in that whole process too is is don't isolate
1: definitely
0: definitely don't isolate and as a guy that's huge for us as men as fathers dads husbands all that kind of stuff Uh, isolating for us is, is easy because you know we get in our heads or we uh, we just don't want to be around anybody cause you know, we don't want to show our emotions. We don't want people to see that we're struggling. We have the pride boy, do we have pride men. And so that's <laughs> no, something we have to all. watch out too is, is uh man. Sometimes we just have to knock that little wall of pride down and say, I need help. Um, and you guys are the only ones that can do it or I, I just reach out by reaching out. And, and again, taking those offers of whatever we need to do, you know, whatever you guys need, let mm-hmm. us know taking those offers. You know, I, I think a lot of times that's such a, cliche thing to say when something happens, you know, you, you have a friend or family member that, that loses a loved one or they lose their job or they're sick. So you always type on, you know, in in Facebook or on those comments or a text, Hey, we love you, man. We're praying for you. Let us know if there's anything we can do to help. You know, we say that to everybody, but I think sometimes for us as men, especially, but even as a couple for us to say, okay, you, you offered it and I'm going to take you up on it. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, that's to me, that's kind of even harder to do sometimes because you know we don't want to appear weak we we want to appear like we got together. I was working in ministry at the time part time as well, so you know having to always have wanting to have that appearance that you know I've got it all together, yeah. that everything's going great, no matter what, no matter how hard the enemy's hitting me in my life, I got it all together, and I just didn't and so taking up those offers of of people helping is is huge, putting down the pride and just saying i I need some help here mm-hmm. that that was that was huge too so so yeah, so speaking of so Dog, along came 2008 and uh, somewhere in February, March, we uh, got the old, hey, <laughs> guess what?
1: Yeah, so I remember I was house sitting for somebody and I was like, I kind of think i might need to take a pregnancy test and i am surely not (laughs) going to tell you about it Uh, so disclaimer when we knew that every time that we had a child they had a one in four chance of having cystic fibrosis we decided well we did not want any more children and that was because we didn't want any other child to have to endure cystic fibrosis so we said we're done we're not having any more kids i made a phone call to my ob and they're like we can't see you for two months and i was like don't touch me like <laughs> um, just stay away but obviously god had something completely different in mind and god knew that we needed the comedy relief in ava and god yeah. knew that we needed her or the patience or, testing or yeah. some days yeah. some yeah. days yeah. but she's she's just a ray of sunshine in so many ways and mm-hmm. and we do we pick on her a lot because she is our sassy redhead but she's amazing yeah. and she came where we thought in the middle of Emma was just diagnosed and now I'm pregnant. You've got to be kidding me. We did five hospital stays just while I was pregnant. I mean, I was literally going into labor while we were in the hospital with Emma at Valley Children's Hospital in California. They were like, we're, we don't deliver babies. And I was like, I know you know how to take care of them. Yeah. And so they, it's gotta uh, <laughs> be,
0: gotta be some kind of room here where you do. You
1: know? I will just push the button when it's time to push. Yeah. But, um, so they ended up sending us home right away. And, uh, Sent us home with home IV meds and nursing and everything like that so that I could go and deliver Ava. And and that's uh, where things really got interesting. So we, knowing that Emma had cystic fibrosis, one of the things that we wanted to do after a lot of research was collect her cord blood. And um, Ava came three weeks early. So we were not remotely prepared for Ava's arrival. And uh, Danielle came to the rescue while I was in the hospital, just about ready to push, came running in with that cord blood kit. We were able to collect it. Had one of the highest cord blood collections in the history of cord blood registry. And so we do have uh, Ava's cord blood sitting in a cryogenic lab in Mesa, Arizona, so that if Emma ever had any diabetes issues anything like that we have that for her as well as for Abby or Ava so we did do we took some steps knowing what was going on with our life and having um this added blessing coming into our life that we were unexpected mm. um cuz our plans are not God's plans <laughs> <laughs> and so we took steps to make sure that we could do whatever we could to secure a future for Emma as well as the other girls. So we did that. And then along came Ava. And I remember thinking, don't treat them differently. And now here I'm trying to hold the hand of a four year old, a two year old and a newborn because they're all (laughs) Abby and Emma are 25 months apart and Emma and Ava are 30 months apart. So they're all little stair steps. And so trying to, reel all of that in was was difficult. It was very difficult. Not only was it difficult with having Emma and trying to parent three children and then trying to navigate marriage in the middle of all of that, but uh how to parent well with four to a newborn was really hard.
0: Getting back to the idea of, of of how did we parent this? So so what did what was the effect? What was the major effect of having a third child now? You know, obviously our first our first reaction was does she have CF two? Yeah. So we took the we major steps to to get her tested and everything yeah. and you know, praise the Lord she was negative. But obviously she is a carrier, so you know, again, yes. as we talked about it last show or the show before, um, that that's something she's gonna have to disclose to a future spouse. Yeah, you know, I did that-
1: joke that we are gonna take applications when you sure. want to date our daughters and I already was but we yeah. do require a blood sample so yeah. that we can make sure that you're not a CF carrier so if you want to date our daughter it's it's an intense process yeah, and, if, <laughs> and if they
0: treat her bad then I'll just get a blood sample myself right and, yeah. in okay. a whole different okay. way game okay. on
1: game <laughs> on <laughs> but so it was looking at what what this was going to look like with mm-hmm. three kids and how how to balance that well and boy oh boy did we make mistakes To tell you guys that we had everything all together and it ran so smoothly. I can't even say that without laughing. Um, It was hard. It was a very hard balance. If you have gone from two to three children, everyone says going from one to two is so hard. No, it's not. Going from two to three is... Incredibly difficult in so many ways because you don't even have enough arms. To our journey—we'll
0: just say our journey was. Now, I want to <laughs> say that's for everybody. A lot of people would say different, but most our people would was. agree with me. Okay, well, all right. Most
1: moms—let's correct. Okay, from a dad's perspective, there's that. Most moms would say going from two to three when they're that little is so hard because you can't even hold them all. You yeah. just don't okay. even. You don't have enough hands. Gotcha. Try. <laughs> unloading them at the car by yourself <laughs> <Getting> <laughs> or at the, the, the store. <laughs> three,
0: the three-seat uh, jogging stroller oh, and all that fun stuff. Yes. Taking that to D- Disneyland, that was always fun, too. It but was. But, uh, yeah, uh, man, where are we even going with this, too? So, so
1: so what we learned through this is that, yes, we made a lot of mistakes as we navigated through it. But one thing that really, really finally clicked with us is that every single moment was precious. And that we had to learn how to really live in those healthy days and so as the kids continued to get older we would if emma was in the hospital we would honestly um when we got home i would call the school and say we're taking a mental health day funny thing then nobody knew what i was talking about now if you say you're taking a mental health day people are yeah. like okay may may you feel better but then i remember calling and the, the the principal was like you're doing what and I was like, we're taking a mental health day. We are all healthy, and so we are all going to enjoy life. And we did. We went and packed up, and we dr- we went to Disneyland um, and had the best day ever. And, yeah. and so we would live in those moments because those moments were fleeting. And we knew that in those moments that that is where our girls were going to see the best of us as parents. It was in those moments where we could put everything aside, all of the stress, all of the heartache, all of the hard, all of the financial struggles, all the things aside. And one of the things that we learned was never, ever, 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 ever fight or disagree in front of our kids. Mm -hmm. That we might look at each other and completely disagree with one another and there was a time and there's a place for that. They got to see simple conflict management (laughs) like. Things that were, you know, easily fixed. But if there was a big issue that we felt that we had in front of them, especially uh, with one of them, if, you know, I reprimanded one of the girls incorrectly, he had to bite his tongue on that and deal with that later with me or vice versa. And so we had to learn how to also support one another 100%. And I think that that's something that when you are parenting, You have to fully understand that you have to parent together regardless of if you think that that spouse, that your husband has just, you know, ripped her head apart for no reason and you're like, you were mean. And internally, you know, he was just being, he was dealing with it the way he felt or or me, I was dealing with something the way I felt and maybe I was seeming too harsh, but it was learning how to support one another very well. And also learning how, when they said, Can I have another piece of candy? And mom says, No. And they run over to dad, that dad said,
0: What did mom say? (laughs) say,
1: I don't know what Bobby said. Yeah. (laughs) Well, if mom said
0: no, then no. Yeah. Yeah, So it was
1: learning those things and balancing those, and I think that as parents, learning those things and learning how to read each other's facial expressions, and learning how to support one another one hundred percent. Even if we thought one of each, like each other did something incorrectly, learning how to support each other 100% in front of our children made all the difference in the world. So that family time, that togetherness, and um, living in the moment, living for the healthy days became our life. Yeah. And so we started walking through that. We, you know, our children truly were, you know, born on. Like Tuesday and Thursday, and at church on Sunday, all of them minus Emma because she was born on a Saturday. So she, they didn't release me from the hospital fast enough. So the church came to me that day. If you were, sure. <laughs> if you guys all came over, but uh, she was at church that following Sunday. And so our our kids grew up in church, yeah. and so they're they were truly PKs. They you know had a dad as a pastor their whole life, and so they've grown up in the church. And so growing up with a sister with a terminal illness, and in the church art. Art girls are strong (laughs) yeah
0: all the odds against them for sure you know Uh,
1: yeah they're they're incredibly strong the the
0: pk what do you call it the the pk umbrella that sits over a lot of kids sometimes unfortunately doesn't play out as well as as some others do i know a lot of pks i mean i grew up in in church and singing in different churches and going to church camps i know still and in in in, uh, contact with so many people on facebook that i went to church camps with that are all pks and and some had their own little journeys. Some had some rougher journeys. And some just – God's just had his hand prote- protection mm-hmm. over them their whole lives. And so mm-hmm. it just plays out differently for, for a lot of kids in those situations. But I'm just – you know, I look back now and, and thankful. Like, I'm so thankful that even our kids did have a few bumps and bruises, you know, over mm-hmm. the past couple of years. Man, they're good kids.
1: They're very good You know, good they're kids.
0: open. They're honest. Um, so we hope. We believe. That, uh, You know, they, they talk to us. They don't, <laughs> you know, they don't just – they might we might get that occasional I don't want to talk about it or just mm-hmm. nothing. What's wrong? Nothing. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> we might get that occasionally, but for the most part, they know mom and dad are always going to press them. Mm-hmm. Not in a bad way, but in in a caring way that, you know, we're we're going to sit here until you're ready to talk. And that's been something that we, you know, despite being whether I was in ministry or whether I was in working parks and rec or selling tires or all the different jobs I've done since they mm-hmm. our kids have been with us that has been important for us it's been important yeah. for me as a dad it's been important for lisa as a mom that we are always always available for our kids you yeah. know uh, verbally uh verbally available always mm-hmm. but you know physically as much as possible
1: and mentally and emotionally and yeah it, because we have moved uh, from california to north carolina and north carolina back and then now <laughs> to texas and i have had the unbelievable privilege that you have worked incredibly hard so that I could be home with our kids. And Emma's health has obviously dictated that on so many levels because I had to be home. There was no job that would have hired me to be gone for multiple (laughs) weeks at a time. But you worked incredibly hard so that we could stay home or I could stay home with our girls and be present with them and raise them. And so we worked very hard to always be present with them. And when I was gone, then it was on the phone. If I had to miss a school function, which only happened once or twice, I mean, typically God was really gracious with that and nothing seemed to be scheduled uh, in between that time period. But we, you know, we learned how to navigate through that, how to, you know, I w- was able to be home. And so when you were not there, I was able to be there. When I had to go and do something, you were home with the girls. And so we were just very present with our children. Yeah. And And so I think the number one thing as a parent that, you know, my biggest takeaway, and you can think about what you want to, you know, share on this, but my biggest takeaway is the best way to parent your child is to be present. Mm-hmm. You are going to make mistakes. You are going to say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing. And if you think you have it all together, I am, I'm sorry, but that is not the case. We all make mistakes and especially with parenting because we are learning with our children. As they grow, we grow. And so I would say that's that's my biggest takeaway is being present with our girls has made all the difference in the world with our relationship with them. It's the way that we've been able to openly communicate. We have always been honest with our children about all the things even down to, yes, you are going to the doctor and you are getting shots today. (laughs) And we've we've always been honest with them about those harder issues. And I think that that's been super important so that they trust us, so that they believe in us, so that when something does happen, they know that they're safe. And so that all boils down to just being present, being real, being authentic with them.
0: Yeah. I mean, I kind of echo that too, but I mean, from a, I guess, from a father's standpoint, from a husband's standpoint, um, being present as soon as you get home, and I know a lot of dads I grew up with, a lot of guys I work up with uh really took a a major step into the oil industry um into trades, and I know a lot of times as well uh those different those different jobs can take much of your time, if not most of your time um each and every day and, and your so physical strength. oh yeah physical <laughs> it, it's it, it demands physical mental emotional all that stuff, and so I know a lot of times, you know, we guys have spent so much time at work during the day and want to come home and just, you know, just shut everything off. And I think that's the most important thing as you're talking about being present is that uh, we do make time, that Mm -hmm. we do make time when we are physically with our kids, that we make time to make them our attention, you know, give them all of our attention Mm -hmm. and and our time and our presence uh, when we have that available moment. Because a lot of times, dads can't, we can't get to those. Uh, little Christmas plays at school, or the the little flutophone performances they have you know at at, at i don 't know whatever in time the Thanksgiving the <laughs> or something yeah, those random middle of the day performances that they have at school or maybe even sports sometimes mm-hmm. they might have an away game or things like that so and, and that 's something we do too, we still try to do now as well as <laughs> yeah i mean and it 's harder in Texas like when we' were in California you know i you know growing up growing up in Tafter Bakersfield, most schools were all in the area, everything was all in the area, you know but where we're at now, sometimes we have to drive one and a half, two hours to some uh, different upwards schools. Upwards to four. Yeah, <laughs> and it's hard for us. But you know, when our kid says, "I really want you there," you know, we we try to do everything possible in yeah. our power to get there and be there.
1: Yeah, and, and I I, I think important. yeah when your when your teenage daughter or son looks at you and says, "I really want you there," who because yeah. that's that's be rare. There. That's rare. <laughs> yeah, especially yeah. for a teenager A lot okay. a
0: lot of kids will just say. I'm I'm glad my parents aren't around, glad my parents aren't, you know, in my business all the time or stuff like Mm -hmm. that. But, um, it's just, even despite that, it's Mm -hmm. like, I know you don't, I know you get tired of me. I know as as a dad, I know I probably make you mad all the time, but I'm still coming. I'm still going to be there. I'm still going to be at your game. I'm still going to be at your performance or your band performance Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. And so going to football games on a Friday night, we love the football, you know, but we're really not invested in the football team because we don't have kids in the football program but our daughters have been in band yeah. their entire high school career so we just go you know we support our daughters being in the band mm-hmm. sitting as close as we can to them in the bleachers and we enjoy a football game while we're there too so we do yeah, yeah. so
1: friday night lights in that's texas right. That's right. how could you not it's it's like <laughs> it is life no <laughs> yeah but yeah
0: just our presence man i think parenting uh, that's that's got to be one of the biggest biggest keys in parenting is presence mm-hmm. uh, it is, 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 it is is being present Um, when you're there and when you're not at work, I get it when you're at work, I get it Mm -hmm. when you have something scheduled, I get it. But when you're home, when you're with your kids, be present, be present physically, Mm -hmm. mentally, emotionally, be invested in them, Mm -hmm. uh, show them that what they're interested in interests you as well. Mm -hmm. And that they have your support. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's the best thing I could probably give any, any person. The the best Mm -hmm. advice I could give is just when you're, when you're there, be present, be present all in.
1: Well, and I remember times where you were laying on the floor with the girls playing Barbies, even with them. Well, d- it wasn't, despite despite They're action com- <laughs> figures,
0: action figures.
1: Despite <laughs> despite coming home and being exhausted, you climbed down on the floor with them, and you were there. And you know, I know even just recently, the girls wanted to drive into town. Now we live in a little town um, in the Texas Hill Country, that to get to a real store we have to drive. You know, like thirty minutes. And the girls wanted to drive into town. It was like eight o'clock at night, and I was like. No, I don't want to do that at all. And then there was the moment where, I mean, I was very serious. I did not want to drive into Mm -hmm. town. But there was that moment where it clicked in me again, where you only have them for such a short period of time. And if your girls want to spend time with you, get in the car have an energy drink, whatever it takes. Even if they're just
0: using you for the car. Even if they're take just it. using you Yeah, for the
1: car or your money, whatever that looks like. But be be there and be yeah. present. And I will tell you that drive I had no desire to get in the car that night. And that drive and that time with my girls was so incredibly special. And we laughed and we talked and the drive, the whole thing that I didn't want to do turned out to be something incredibly beautiful. Just with quality time with the girls and so quality time be present and love them well uh, whatever it yeah. is that your family is going through whatever is in front of you love them well that would be my my biggest yeah, I, yeah. I
0: guess as we wrap this up today that's a, a, you know again looking back at having two siblings of a, another sibling with cystic fibrosis what that looks like mm-hmm. and I think that's just kind of been our mantra for the entire children, our our kids, entire childhoods as much as we possibly can be present. Mm -hmm. You know, when, when we're home alone, when I'm just home alone with, with Abby and Ava while she's at the hospital with Emma, it was to be present, Uh, love them, you know, show them that, um, you know, that, that they matter, that Mm -hmm. what their needs matter Mm -hmm. and that, um, their time matters to me and mm-hmm. it really, and it really does. And I look back on that and I think out of the things I can regret most in my life, it is not that, you know, it is mm-hmm. absolutely that I gave my time as much as I could to my girls when they were little, when in the, in the hardest of times when mom and, and little sister were gone is that I did my best to give all the time I could to my kids. And that's, that's the greatest memory. Those are the greatest memories I do have for sure. Yeah. So, and I, I don't, I don't leave those regrets, and, and those are regrets you don't want to have, for sure.
1: Maybe we should talk about those regrets in another sure episode. You might, you not. We might regret do that. that we might regret yeah. that. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. I'll be here all week. Thank you. <laughs> so that that would be our 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 biggest takeaway. We've watched our girls go from. There, you know, Emma having a terminal illness and living that life and Abby just stepping up to the plate to love her well and to be there well and Emma learning or um, how to love Abby well and how to honor a big sister we've learned how mm-hmm. ava came into the mix and um learning that that crazy time period and, and
0: giving her ownership too and, as she and got older we yeah. did
1: we did as she got older and still to this day if i tell the girls if emma hasn't taken her medicine and i'll look at abby and ava and i'll say drive her crazy until she takes it and they take pride in that oh, yeah. they will they will attack her they <laughs> they will become obnoxious to where emma will run and take her medicine and it's it's comical around here but it does make the difference when you are in front of a big situation as a family and you figure out how to do that together whatever that looks like each person has their part and we watched abby walk through a heart issue and emma stepped in and, and had her part in that ava had her part in that and um, even now abby's going through some health issues with her iron and the girls have been part of even encouraging her and now make sure abby takes her medicine and so our girls have all stepped up they all have ownership in each other's life they all pour back into one another even on yeah. on bad days where they want to you know bicker that's a normal thing they are kids They're siblings, but they've learned how to work together as a team. And so as a family, learn how to live together as a team, learn how to pull together and find each person, find their spot and allow God to pull you guys together. I mean, we, we literally do everything together, even grocery shopping.
0: We do. Yeah. Be present and give ownership. That's, that's our, that's our encouragement as parents for for sure. So, all right, we good.
1: I think so. All right. Well, thank you guys again for joining us. Much more to say, but you know, (laughs) yeah, we'll make it it
0: another episode for sure. But thank you guys again for joining us on episode four. Yes. And uh, looking forward to talking more uh, with you guys again next week about something new and exciting. So
1: looking forward to it. Thanks you guys for being here. We hope you have an incredible day. Again, don't forget to like and follow and share. And we will see you next week. You
0: got to have a week. Or talk to you next week. You got it.
1: (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thank you